Hi everyone, today is Sunday, June 17th, 2018, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. And I'm Deck Tech. And the WCS qualifiers are over. We are kind of light on PvP this week, but PvE has some events going on. But most notably, Konami has released some news on upcoming uh, card bans and limits, and also skill changes, and most importantly, a new structured deck EX, uh, which we'll talk plenty of. And all of these things are going to change the meta by tonight and tomorrow, so we're pretty excited with all these changes coming up. So, Deck Tech, where are you this week? Uh, yeah, so like you said, I've only been playing a little bit of PvP. I finally got a chance to try out the 5k PvP and uh, 5k life points. And with that, I've been trying to make Archfiends work with Card of the Soul. Because now that you have 5k, you can start it out and, and automatically make some uh, pick a, a couple of the big important monsters for that deck. Hasn't been working super well for me. I tried both a 20 card version and a grass looks greener version and neither one has a positive win rate so i ended up tanking back down to the the floor of wherever i was um and so that was i mean it's fine it doesn't really matter um i was one of the people whose like stats were all messed up because they carried over for the month so i don't even know like what's going to happen at the end of the month so i'm not super invested in this month but um, it's interesting to see how the format changed. I thought this deck would be super OP, and I'm not sure if it's just because I built it wrong or if I'm playing it wrong or what. I did see a couple people got King of Games with it, so uh, probably either they built it wrong or played it wrong, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Maybe I can figure it out. Cool. Yeah. How about you? What are you at? So I've been... I've been, like... Like last week where I couldn't get to the DL level or something, I forget. I was bouncing up and down. I'm I'm doing that with Plat 3 and Plat 4 right now. <laughs> I've gotten to Plat 4, but I keep getting knocked back. And I'm trying to play Gearjas before... They, they they are getting nerfed to a good degree, so... I'm trying to play them, but they're not really doing too well for me. Sometimes they do break through that 5,000. If I get my ties and a trap card and I'm good, I win the game automatically. But sometimes that doesn't happen, so... Um, I'm, I might switch off the aliens again, which I said I would do last week, but I did not. So I think that, I think it's going for real this time after the nerfs go live tomorrow. Yeah. Once the nerfs go, so it's an interesting spot because we get three different metas in this, uh, in this month and they're all different from any of the metas in the last month. And that tends to happen in this game like fairly frequently anyway because we get new cards and sometimes those shake up the meta but we have had a pretty stable meta for the last little while and so it's new or, or it's kind of like a, a thing we haven't seen in a while where we have just so many micro metas within uh this one season it'll be interesting to see like playing on each week after these major changes like what's what's different this week and I wish I had a little bit more time to play right. uh, so that I could like get a, a real feel for each of those different metas. Yeah, there's there's going to be a different top deck every two days probably this week. And <laughs> no one's going to know what's going on. And it's, it's a fun time to experiment, see what works. Yeah, especially if you're like lucky enough to not have to worry. I mean, 
I don't really think anyone has to worry too much about this month's rank, but it's a fun time to play around yeah. when you don't care as much about uh, where you finish and stuff. It's kind of stressful if you definitely need to win and you don't know what the meta is going to look like, but in times like these, you know, you could just kind of have some fun. Yeah, I just get the legend one and whatever. I just don't want to fall too far behind and dig myself out in gold. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Uh, esports, they are playing esports before. These are the the tournaments before the big changes come. Duelings Meta Weekly Twenty Four. It happened on the thirteenth, which was Wednesday, and they are as DK likes to do. He implement some of the changes so the ban list is enforced and restart is banned and I believe balance is running by the new rules of balance so this deck mostly had masked heroes and aliens first place was aliens they're back why bona mind scan aliens 21 card deck um, it's kind of the natural inclination for Dueling's meta to go to aliens because they were the tier 3 that did not get touched so here it is there's a treacherous trap hole that makes it 21 not much really different from the old Alien deck. There are some new ones that we are seeing, but this one is pretty conventional. Yeah, uh, the new thing is the skill, right? That's that's right. kind of the weird part. Makes sense for the deck, because they have the Telepath and the uh, Cosmic Cyclone to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Second place, Monkey Boy 44, Grit Aliens. Another Alien deck. This one is... And a more aggro build, but not the most aggro build, I would say. the I'd say the most aggro build runs Crop Circles, which is what I'm trying out. But it has Mysterious Triangle and Hey Trunade to kind of do those one-turn kill things. Yeah, one, uh, one interesting thing is that they didn't ban Grit in this tournament, um, even though Grit's getting changed, as we're going to talk about. Uh, so this might have been one of the more powerful skills that was available to the players without right. kind of having to adjust for those changes. Right. Third place, Yugen, um, Mindscan's Amazonis, another deck that has resorted to Mindscan, uh, more, more of experimentation than a solid skill, I'd say right now. But um, you see kind of the new build. Amazonis can't run Econ anymore because they do want at least two Amazonis, so Econ is out for Amazonis. Um, it looks. It still looks viable, though, as you have always ran two. But I'm not sure about your take on econ. Did you run any econs? I did. Yeah, yeah. I really liked econ with the tiger. Right. It just works really well, and uh, any swarm deck uh, econs are very powerful. So it is a hit. Um, I don't think it's a huge hit, like you said. The two uh, onslaught was never a big deal, though. Yes. And third place, Foo 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 420 brought a Draw Sense Earth spell books. And this one has um, has a Dark Magician of Chaos, and it appears Draw Sense Earth is just for the Fool of Prophecy. Uh, yeah, that's the only Earth monster in both the deck and the sideboard. So, yeah, it's got to be for that interesting uh, take. We haven't seen... I don't think we've seen anyone use it draw before, sense. have we? <laughs> we haven't seen draw sense in forever. Yeah. So you have to take 1,500 for it to be activated, um, <clears throat> which is obviously a hit by pretty much anything except for maybe your opponent's naked blue boy. 
Um, and then you don't have the restart, so you can't guarantee that you get the grass looks greener in your start in hand. But it's a, I mean, it's an interesting take. Yeah. And the J Rabian Cup happened yesterday on Saturday. If we recorded the podcast yesterday, we wouldn't be able to report on it. But since today's Sunday, we can. So um, they did not follow the rules for um, the updated ban list and skills. So this is kind of old meta stuff. But there are some interesting new cards. The uh, first place Mock Dragon. I call it this hybrid spellbook. So I'm not really sure what to call it. Because it has silent one Silent Magician and one Dark Magician of Chaos. But the rest of the deck is a 30-card spellbook deck. And it's pretty good that a one spell, one Silent Magician card did make first place in the tournament. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, that whole situation a little bit later. But it's interesting. I forget. Her, her like, just static state is she gets kind of beefy, right? If you have a lot of card in hand, then she can right. protect stuff. That's her ability, yeah. This one doesn't include so, the level 8, though, which is interesting. Right, that's what I was thinking, because that's one reason why you might run her, is to have that level 8 easily tutored out, but I guess uh, for him, it's just you will frequently have just cards in your hand, of course, in this deck, um, and so it makes a little bit of sense just as a protection thing, and just beefy, and it's almost always, well, no. It will always be better than a blue boy, so you can just play a blue boy and then special summon her. Yeah. Uh, get a lot of value there. So. Yep. I might have to finish building, getting the blue boys in the Spellbook of Eternity. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I'll wait for a next card release and see what comes out, I think. We'll also have to see, because he's running Restart, uh, which is oh, not yeah. too surprising, but he's got the Restart Grassluck Screener build. Um, and like you said, just the one Silent Magician. Otherwise, it's pretty much what we've seen before. Um, but we'll also see how much that restart change actually affects the deck. Because there's some thinking that it will be the just hands-down best deck after all the changes are made. But it is slightly affected, at least, by that skill. So we'll have to see how much so. Second place, Dennis E.G. Sylvans. The Sylvan deck has Last Day of the Witch and Warrior Elimination in the main deck. But uh, anti-magic arrows to swap out if you're not facing one of the two most popular decks. Two or three. It's an interesting choice because, you know, uh, normally you would do the opposite. You would put the the more generic one of the anti-magic arrows in the main deck and then put those specific targets in the sideboard. But um, I guess he was just really convinced that he was going to play against these decks. Uh, do you know the... The matchups, like if they're favored or, or like who's supposed to win, is that why he's doing it? Because he's spell books and uh, spell books, well, guess, heroes, Amazonas. Yeah, I guess there's so many targets that it's not really that much of a of a odd choice. But, yeah, hmm. I guess Sylvans can kind of go through the deck faster than others, sort of. I guess. Yeah. yeah, and I guess any spells are kind of whiffs anyway, so it doesn't matter like which whiff it is right. uh, when you're like doing your whole uh, excavation thing. So yeah, huh. yep. very interesting. That, by the way, just as a, a veteran card game player and stuff, that's when you know that you have a problem in the metagame <laughs> is when yeah. people start putting 
sideboard type cards like that into the main deck. And obviously this is kind of the first time that we've seen uh, this particular build. So I'm I'm not saying we're there yet. Uh, obviously they, the other indication that there's a problem is when the company decides to make a change by banning and restricting stuff. So we already know that there was a problem that they've decided to address. But had they not done that and had this like line of play become more popular then you'd be like okay yes this is a clear indication that there's some sort of issue with the meta when these cards that are clearly designed to be sideboard cards are being put into the main deck third place um lin d a parasite parasect amazonist deck um that it runs jade inside whistles and the snipe hunter but no lava golems in that kind of was like a first build of amazonist with weevil yeah, it's, this is weird. I think this is one thing that might happen uh, with the changes. Except, like you said, I would have expected it to run Lava Golem. Um, the plan, of course, is you use the Whistle, pull out something, use Lava Golem um, to get rid of uh, something that you care about and possibly use the Parasect if you need to as the other fuel, and then you're running in, like, the uh, the Sword Woman or something, so you don't care. You take a bunch of damage, clear the way, or you could use Snipe Hunter. And then the uh, Princess herself is really good at getting rid of your extra cards, so you don't really care if you end up drawing a, a Jade Whistle that you can't use or something. So uh, this was one of the splits that was very early on in Amazonist development, and it ended up just being less powerful than just the pure Amazonas, but um, it might come back now that pure Amazonas is taking a little bit of a hit from the restart thing and from the limitation. So we'll see. Yeah, this might just be like a draw disruption or board disruption thing. And uh, one of the skills we'll talk about later is a dis- disruption skill. Well, two of them, I think, are disruption skills. So it might be that type of tactic. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Uh, one other interesting thing is that this particular deck uh, by Lindy, we were talking about it before we started recording, it looks like he's prepping for the changes, um, which was a, an interesting choice to kind of handicap yourself in a tournament that's at a, a high-level competitive tournament. But uh, it does seem that he's playing by those restrictions. He only has two Onslaught. He has no Econ in his deck. Uh, he's using a, a less common skill that might indicate he chose not to use one of the other ones. So I guess he's kind of testing for the future, and he obviously did very well. He got third place, so um, good job and congrats and all that. Yep. And another third place winner, Clashbra. Clashbra brought the pretty standard Amazonas with restart, three Econs, and three Onslaughts. So this deck will not see a live day by next week or tomorrow. Uh, yeah, so this is a very tight, like, clean version. Um, probably what I would consider just, like, the the core clean version. The only thing that's a little bit non-what I would consider core is Chalice, but I think it is appropriate given the meta. So that's, like, you know, uh, core point five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is, like, the starting point deck for what will no longer be appropriate, or will, will no longer be legal, even, um, very soon, so... Yep. We're looking at a relic of history here. 
That's right. This will be the one that we look back on and we're like, yes, this was the list of, of the era. That's like uh, the starting of, point. Of, of uh, May to June 2018. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, just a little bit of a... For people who aren't familiar with it, so the J. Arabian Cup ran on Smash GG, which is a little bit of a weird system to uh, try to look through if you want to look at deck lists and stuff. Uh, we have the link here, and what you do is you can go over to the bracket of Top 16 or Swiss. Uh, I think Swiss. Definitely Top 16. And you can just click on the player, like the, the bracket, the match itself, the player's names, and then that'll show you screenshots that the players submitted of their deck list, and that's how you can check it out. All right, next item, WCS 2018 Aftermath. What happened there? Yeah, so uh, normally big tournament like this, or I mean big event like this, we would kind of go through, see what we could find online, and, and you know people who finished really high see what they played and talk about how it might impact the meta. Uh, but this time, of course, we have um, some skill rebalancing and some... Uh, restrictions and uh, forbidden limited list changes that will be shaking up the meta pretty substantially i think and so this isn't the most relevant and so not going to highlight too much about what we saw um decades um mcs or they have like the pro point system and it is they are using things like the finishers the the finishes here as for awarding points and so i think we see a lot of the people who are, are competing in that in that whole community um with the dual links meta point championship thing that they're going after i forget what it's called and didn't pull it up so excuse me to everyone who's in that but uh we see mock dragon uh, Andy Sangs, like Maple, Waibona, Miguel Joker, Koizumi, Yujen, and Harambe Bay all did very well. Um, all got in the top 10 in their respective regions. Uh, probably a couple other people competing in uh, in that points race did well as well. And sorry if I missed you. There was a B-Cade. Do we know if that's D-Cade? Just no idea. being funny, or is that someone else being funny about D-Cade? No idea. Okay, well possibly decayed uh, as well so uh regardless of if you're going for those points or if you got you know your trip to japan or whatever make sure you actually click into it uh into the results or back thing in the game as that's how you collect your rewards so make sure you don't leave those on the table had to cancel our uh, flight plans last week yeah unfortunately i didn't make it um, I got top 4,000, so, you know, there's that. Yeah, I was 5,000 something. Oh, yeah? You you tanked it? What happened? I didn't you have 5,000 points? No, I had like 1,200 points. <laughs> oh, bummer. I thought you that, were ahead of me. That was still rank 5,000 something, which is kind yeah. of like there was no one there, I guess. Yeah, so I, 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 I think I told you about it. I was playing and i only got to play like 10 games or something which was a bit of a bummer but the last two were both incredibly lucky uh, sylvan's players and who like one of them i won the game if i had a onslaught go off and dude plays the marsh leaf 
I think that's the one that mills two, and both the things he mills are cone mushrooms. And I'm like, really? And I had three things set, and he hits both of my onslaughts because I knew I was just like, all I need to do to win is get one onslaught to stick. Right. And of course, the dude clears them both, and so I was like, okay, cool. Now I understand why everyone hates Sylvan. So I'm yeah. I'm on that team now. Good. Yeah. They'll be, got, they'll be gone in in a week or so. Yeah. I've um, done my part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually get to the changes now. New meta one, and that is happening tomorrow sometime, probably at night or tonight. I think it was tonight actually. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, my uh, my game says today's date. Your game says uh, tomorrow's date. All so right. I guess that means so, it's happening. Uh, Sometime after nine, yeah, my time. So you have yeah. half a day <laughs> to enjoy these skills as they are. Yes, there you go. So yeah, the the one turn kill meta we were in really pigeonholed decks to skills. Like you could, if you saw crit, you knew there were Sylvans pretty pretty accurately. So there was a problem there. So we're going to some of these nerfs. Dual standby. Uh, dual standby got hit because of the one turn kill decks with Silent Swordsman. So basically, you can't activate um, spells and traps on the first two turns, I believe. So, and Archfiends. Archfiends and Ice Barriers also get hit. I think Ice Barriers are done after this. They're, you kind of see them as a fringe, fringe thing on the ladder sometimes, but I think they're done after this dual standby change. Yeah, just to correct that, it's just the first turn. First turn. But I I agree. You're probably not going to see ice barriers anymore. There's not a ton of a reason to see them. Uh, there isn't now much of a reason to see them. But I guess then there won't be either. Um, it's it's interesting because I didn't play very much during the Silent Swordsman meta, which really didn't last super long. In my I mean, from what I've seen, I still don't see it. So I. I don't think I ever played against this deck. And so it's funny to see a nerf for it. It was too consistent, in my opinion. And yeah. um, it's either that or you did nothing in that turn and you, you won. So it was, like, it was that situation. But I felt it was too consistent. Yeah, and those types of non-games aren't very fun. It's the same, similar situation bamboo. as the, uh, the Bamboo. problem was that Bamboo was more accessible, so a lot more people were playing it, I think. Um, but it's you don't like games because Bamboo didn't have a crazy win rate or anything, but it just felt bad because you either won or lost based on how the draw went, and then it didn't you didn't really play any of the game against them. Yeah. They either just won on the first turn or second turn or did nothing, and you just very quickly won. So uh, I could see it being a very similar deck, similar situation. So the nerf totally makes sense. And of course, Teo was doing it again. So yeah, I mean. It makes sense. It's kind of a problematic skill, and this nerf to it is the easiest way to fix it because there's no... uh, I mean, there's a little bit of a limitation to traps, but there's no limitation almost at all to spells. And so this, like... When you have skills like this, it encourages degenerate gameplay where you can just play a bunch of spells all in one turn because you have extra cards and maybe you can make yourself a little engine or something get it going uh traps are less problematic because you have to set and you have to wait a turn and you only have three slots to set anyway but spells you could just go through your entire deck so 
uh, it it kind of makes sense. Um, I didn't suffer from this one, but I'm okay with it. Restart got nerfed. This is probably the most popular skill we have seen at all in this one turn kill meta, of course. And uh, basically, the skill is the nerf is that you skip a draw phase if you do restart. Uh, it was already nerfed last time when they showed the hand, but that didn't really change anything at all, it seemed. Yeah. It was one of those, like, decks were... Once the meta gets settled, then the clever deck building goes away, and it doesn't really matter too much if you give your opponent a, a little bit of information. It is definitely a concession, but it's not a huge concession. It's like, okay, they know which deck I'm playing. Um, they would often learn that on your first turn anyway. So it's not like you're not giving away too much. So if they're learning it on your first turn, then only 50% of the time when you use restart is it any sort of nerf. Um, and then it's not a huge nerf because you're not telling them what's in your hand. You're just telling them which of the archetypes you're playing. Um, so this is definitely a much bigger nerf. They say in the notes that it was the most powerful or the most common skill. Uh, yeah. right after the next one, or the one that we're about to talk about was the second most used, so uh, makes sense all around. Balance. Um, it was first nerfed by one card being subjected to RNG, but now you need six of each card minimum to run balance, or else it does nothing. And the Cyber Angel... Balance build is dead because you need trap cards and they don't run traps. And I personally used an 8-5-7 composition for Gear Geos in my April King of Games deck. So to fix that, you would just move a trap card into a magic card. And any 8-6-6 should still work, but it limits the deck building. And it's not really balanced anymore, but more like 3-skill deck. Not whatever you want it to be. Yeah, I mean now it's it's, I would say more balanced, but it's a it's definitely a substantially uh, more restrictive skill. Yeah, and the thing about Gearjes, I'm trying to do, um, they can't, they're not going to be able to run econ anymore. So, like, what what spells are good enough to fill those four slots, those three or four slots? It's kind of tough. You can't run econ because pulse mines. You run, mm. right? And yeah, you have to have two of those. So yeah, yeah. Good point. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's kind of. I had a similar situation with uh, Amazonas. Everyone was looking at different ways how you're going to build the deck going forward, and one idea was balance. And so I was like, okay, well, let's take a quick look, see what we can do with balance. And it just doesn't. You don't have the magics that you I want. I guess that you could um, use heirloom, maybe. I've seen heirloom yeah, a lot. Yeah. I was looking at heirloom, but... It's not you, amazing. You would, it would only work if you had one of the changes, not both. Like, you can make balance work if you still have econs, but uh, without the econs, then it's just not really very good, I think. One deck that's still probably pretty good with balance is aliens, because they, they never really have to run econ. They could just use the A-cell. In the ASO, you just have three, and you just put some other random magic cards. Um, no, you could run two Econs. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. there's definitely some decks that aren't as affected. Um, Aliens is probably a very good choice. I think 
there will the skill will definitely come back like it still works yeah and there there will still be decks that work with it um especially when we kind of add more cards and there becomes a deck that either has a core magic filling slots already like aliens kind of do and so then you don't need to fill it more or if we just get another utility powerful magic uh card or the deck just doesn't rely on anything else that's uh band or limited again kind of like uh aliens so that you can use or i guess it would only apply if it would be restricted to two, but you can use those econs as that restricted to two and uh and not have any issue there so it, I'm certain we'll see balance come back at some yep. point. Definitely. Grit Grit caught on fire during the one turn kill meta, and now the the skill is not subjected to RNG when you don't know if it's going to trigger. It's definitely going to trigger if you have 4,000 or more life points and you get one turn killed, so it will trigger then. But if you have anything below 4,000, it will not work at all. So they could get one hit in and then uh, Grit's done. Like They could skip their turn and then grit will never activate again. Yeah, the way that I'm reading the the change is that it only works if you had 4,000 or more at the start of your turn, and then it works once per duel. Um, but So if you do any sort of chip damage to them beforehand, and one difference would be if we stick with this 5,000 life point meta yeah. versus uh, reverting back to 4,000. I don't know if they have decided that or you know what they're going to do but that might make it slightly less of a nerf but this still seems like a pretty substantial nerf because you're frequently going to be able to get in just a little bit of damage first and sometimes just without even trying like just from playing normally this would have happened so i don't think this is really a very good skill anymore ojama go was always used in unfun means and now it only puts one token on the board instead of two, which is more of a counter to Lava Golem, if anything. Yeah. Yeah, this was definitely one of those skills that if it was being used, it was an unfun deck. Like, you knew it was never used in, like, a normal uh, interactive gameplay situation. It was only used abusively, so I'm okay with this change, too. Destiny Draw? Same, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, it was always an unfun deck with Temple or whatever, and now he can only use it once a game. I think that's the change. Yeah, and uh, this is actually pretty big because I think we saw a lot of Destiny draw decks that would gain a bunch of life using uh, most recently like Ladybugs and uh, Drain Shields, but they would like let you hit them for 2,000 plus and then gain a bunch of life and then just kind of repeat that cycle over and over again until so that they were drawing the perfect card whenever they needed it every you know couple turns and uh they would either burn you out or just stall you out because they always had a perfect draw so i think this is a pretty substantial nerf um the skill was originally i think mostly just intended to be used once and then as we got more and more stall tools and stuff it just became this thing that you could use repeatedly and so I think this brings it back in line with how they initially intended it to work. Yep. And extra, extra. This was the winner of the last MCS, and Konami had enough. So it only triggers once now, 
and you can't drop the game by repeatedly duplicating your cards. Yep, yet another skill that was used almost exclusively in like boring, you know, abusive, annoying control decks, uh, whatever, or just really fun if you're the type of person who likes to watch your opponent squirm. But um, I think it's good that there are control decks in the game, but you don't want them to be too powerful. You don't want them to be too prevalent because it's just a super unfun experience for the opponent. And so it overall brings down um, the level of fun for like the whole game if they get too strong. And so it makes sense that uh, that they're kind of limiting this one as well. Yep. And four, four skills got buffs. Dragonic Fusion. They uh, previously just got a card called Dragon's Mirror, but now they get a free five-headed dragon in their extra deck. Oh, baby. <laughs> I don't... If- Five-headed dragon's just that 5,000 attack (laughs) fusion. Yeah, I don't think this is a... uh, I still don't think this skill's going to be used. Yep. Sealed Tombs, this one actually might be used as a random skill if you have a skillless deck. But um, uh, once per duel, you can restrict the graveyard, I believe. It kind of does what Necro Valley does. Your opponent can't use graveyard for a turn. So it's like a, it's kind of like no mortal can resist, but they don't turn into skeletons for that turn. Yeah, let me, let me just pull it up to make sure. Uh, until the end of your opponent's next turn, neither player can banish cards from the graveyard or special summon monsters from the graveyard. It can be used once per duel. So yeah, it kind of locks them out for one turn. Um, I can see it. Seen some play, like you said, uh, no mortal can resist kind of uh, caught me off guard. But it's, I guess it's just so powerful in this game to restrict it that it uh, could see some play. It doesn't seem like, like it seems unlikely to me, but given that no mortal can resist saw play, this it, I assume this will as at some point as well. But it just doesn't seem super powerful, so I think it can only really see play in reaction to a really powerful deck that it counters. Yeah. Harpy's Last Will. I did not know this skill existed. But <laughs> you need five Harpies in the graveyard, and then you get a Harpy's Feather Duster, which destroys your opponent's back row. That's a bit of work, though. Five Harpies in the graveyard. Yeah. So I remember this one. In fact, I'm pretty sure I have it. Um, and... I thought about trying to make it work, but it's just, like you said, it's just a lot to try to make happen. Uh, it's a really big setup, and the payoff just isn't worth it, so I'm not surprised it didn't see any play. I don't think that it will see play um, even after. Yeah, so I, I have it, and I just looked it up. The version now is, it requires six Harpy cards, um, and then you get the Feather Duster, so... I don't think that lowering it by one is really going to make a substantial difference. You need to lower it down to, like, three, and then it'll see play. Yeah. And Posthumous Army. This is Bones. Uh, I think you turn everything on the field and the graveyard into zombies, and that does counter those types uh, synergies, so there are certain cards, like you need a Spellcaster, you need a Warrior, so it counters that. And I have a Paladin of the Cursed Dragon. And that could steal your enemy's monsters if they're zombies. So maybe that's something. Ooh, baby. You have three of them. Nice. 
go you can <laughs> you can go get them. I think I might have that as well. It's the it's the light zombie, so you could do like light and dark things. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just to get the exact language, posthumous army will be changed to uh, can be used each time your life points decrease by one thousand. All monsters on the field and monsters in both players' graveyards become zombie type monsters until the end of your opponent's turn. So, like you said, uh, it of course counters all of those things that require, uh, like spell books do, require you to have a certain type, uh, certain like equipments and stuff. Also require that. I don't know if they fall off though, so that's interesting. What do you mean fall off? Like if you, so uh, the what are they called? The noble knights. Yeah. With the weapons, they can only be equipped to a warrior. Right? Oh yeah, and then so I'm wondering like what happens if you do that if you play the. Uh, I don't think it, I don't think they off. fall off. Yeah, probably I, not. I just I just thought of a new combo right here. Ill blood can can get zombies from your opponent's graveyard too. I did not know that. Hey, there you yeah. go. Cool. Something's cooking. <laughs> Something's cooking. You're excited. You're gonna yeah. make some uh, some posthumous army. Memes yeah, happen. I'm not gonna get off plat for the <laughs> season. <laughs> uh, that's alright. I'll be right there with you. So on the 26th or late 25th, we're not sure when the the limit list on cards will come, and this will be possibly this will shape another meta. So we're gonna have a week of this meta, and then a new meta afterwards with completely banned cards, and. This was the first one in a really long time. The last one was the Bamboo, I believe. And um, a good thing Konami did was they did not uh, restrict any cards that were URs or SRs that were purchasable. So these are all things that were Ns and Rs or things we just got. So uh, no lost money, really, in that regard. Mm-hmm. Limit, one per deck, Massive Morph. Big deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is huge. Um it's another part of those uh, it's another one of those indicators like those skills that we talked about before where the card was never used in like a fair or fun deck it's only used when you're going to abuse it and lock your opponent down and, and lock them out of the game and do or maybe like OTK them with uh, Amazon or Swordswoman or something you know uh, it's not like a card that indicates normal interactive gameplay so Konami has had enough with these decks, and this is the last straw, pretty much, of that. Yeah, which is interesting because they weren't actually that prevalent, uh, you know, in recent months. Um, but I guess they just kind of wanted to shake things up, and maybe they saw if they made changes to these other decks that the decks that uh, would take over at that point would be these kind of slow, grindy, um, abusive decks, and they decided to preemptively do it. And the rest of the cards are semi-limited to two. So you can only have two combined semi-limited cards per deck. Secret Pass to the Treasures. So this was specifically for the Silent Swordsman. And it does not affect farming, thankfully. Because you only used one. So Yeah, unless you, for some reason, need Econ in your farm or something. Then it, it could very slightly affect uh, farming. But almost certainly not. Assault Armor, this is a card I've never seen before. 
but it's kind of the same vein as Secret Pass. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the same idea, right? They didn't want you to, I guess, maybe it would be in uh, the Silent Swordsman decks? I don't know. I never Are they used warriors it, but... or are they spellcasters? Oh. I think they're warriors. That would make more know. sense. Because they run swords. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're warriors, so it was for that deck. Yeah. I always got beat by Backup Rider, so I never saw the Assault Armor. I, I Like I said, I actually literally never played against the deck, but I just assumed that that was what it was before. This is the biggest one here, Econ. Probably the most common skill, common card in Duel Links, best back row. Semi-Limit is more of a deal for the other cards that share this list, so they, you, know, you run two Onslaughts and can't run Econ. Um, so that's the biggest deal. It's going to prevent a lot of one-turn kill things from happening. The position flipping is... Pr- There's a lot of cards that flip positions, so it's not the worst. Um, you could sub out a lot of cards for it. Like an old one, um, Security Orb, for example, flips things over. Um, so yeah, it's just more about thinking about what your deck composition would be with no Econs. Yeah, it's become like a crutch. It's the type of card that or well it is the card that is in almost every single deck and it used to be less commonly used but i it was hard to get at that point but now everyone has it and everyone has three copies for the most part if you're like actively playing the game and so it's just everywhere and i think this is slightly a change just to change things up like you said, it, it interacts a little bit with a couple of the other cards on here, but um, like so, I think heroes and onslaught or and Amazonus, it affects kind of more. Um, Cyber Petite Angel a little bit there too, uh, but it's a it's an interesting change. I I think it's kind of just to shake things up more than to specifically target anything. Yeah. Cup of Ace, um, Mill Decks, Ice Barriers, as I mentioned before. So, yeah. Yep, it's another... Uh, it it goes hand-in-hand hand with the dual standby change, so it uh, makes sense. It's the same idea. They don't want you to win on the first turn just because you have a bunch of extra cards in your hand. Hero Shadow Scout, another hit on the Mill Decks. Uh, yep. I mean, that's this is the eyeball guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I guess they're just really not feeling those slow, grindy uh, mill or just stall decks. Get rid of them all. Rose Lover, <clears throat> this one's big. Um, I'd say this is the, of the two Sylvan nerfs, this one's the more important one. Um, it affects all plant decks, so air images to an extent. You see them sometimes. But uh, Sylvans <laughs> can burst you down less, I guess, with fewer rose yeah. blockers. Yeah. yeah, and the other big point of it, of course, is that they ch- did choose two cards from Sylvans. So it's not just, it's like a double nerf, um, not just because you can use fewer of Rose Lover, but also you have to choose between Rose Lover and Marshleaf. Yeah. Um, like I'd pick said. the Rose Lovers. I, I wouldn't run any Marshleafs anymore. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yep. And so, like you said, it's just the way that um, Yu-Gi-Oh does their their kind of ban and restricted list is a little bit different from most other games. Where so it's just for these cards, you can only use two of ev- all of the cards that are on this list all combined. You can only have two uh, between those various things. So I think that's the bigger side of the nerf even yeah. to me. In Econ, too, they typically would run Econ in those four slots, those four um, back row slots, typically. Yeah, I think that it's less important for Sylvans, um, so I don't think Econ's the biggest part, but I think that the Rose Lover and Marsh Leaf is enough that Sylvans will probably no longer be a significant part of the meta and not really be relevant, meta-relevant. It's about damn time. There you you got there eventually. My my king of games deck was called um, Nerf Sylvans already, and that was in April. So (laughs) I was calling for this. They, you were probably one of like whatever it is, ten thousand people who named their decks that, and they're looking up decks to put onto the like the street replay and stuff. And like, hmm, every deck is named Nerf Sylvans or F Sylvans, or (laughs) I wonder if people like Sylvans. And people on the subreddit are going to need new uh, things to do. They they just they have a trove of memes that. Oh, don't! I wouldn't worry for subreddit. I'm sure they'll find something else to complain about. <laughs> they they always do. <laughs> yeah. uh, as we refer to a lot, onslaught is going to get restricted to two. It's not that big of a deal, but um, econ is the consideration mostly. Yeah, so it's kind of like a a cut by a thousand. Whatever it is, death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. <laughs> Figure. Make sure you know the saying before you try to say it. Um, for uh, Amazonists, because they get this onslaught limitation, econ limitation, which essentially means they can't run econ because you're obviously the whole point of the deck is that you run onslaught. So you're running two onslaught, can't run econ. Your skill gets nerfed. All of those things put together will lower your power level a bit. And then the question is, with all the other decks. Excuse me. Most of which are also getting their power level lowered. Um, a couple risers, a couple fallers, but like, where will Amazonas end up? Because it's definitely still buildable. It's still a good deck. It can still exist, and it will still exist. But the question is, like, how much are all these little tweaks going to hurt it compared to all the other decks that will end up existing at this point? So it's going to be really interesting to see. This is definitely the deck that I'm going to uh, continue playing a good amount because I want to test it and see how uh, we can make it work. I want to be part of the, the whole trying to rebuild it. You have to, you have to follow Black Jesus because he, he makes like some of the most creative uh, decks and it's, it's good that they're not locked down to one type and they have the flexibility to survive. Yeah. For Cyber, sure. Cyber Petite Angel. So this is big. We only have two of these in whole. But it competes with the Dakini and the Machine Angel Absolute Ritual. And I think this is a sign that more Cyber Angels are coming. Or Manju. Because if you see the Alexis mat, there's another Cyber Angel on it. Hmm. I I think Natasha. Or I think it's Natasha. But there could be more coming down the line. So I think this is what this is for. Interesting. Uh, That's a, a nice take. Um... I'd be interested to see if that happens. I was thinking it was just because they expected Cyber Angels would take over if they nerfed all this other stuff. Um, but this is significant. We were already talking about before Balance. how it's kind of hard to build the deck when you have to choose between 
uh, Dakini and the ritual. But now you, uh, I think it's actually, you got the wrong one there, by the way. I think it's the machine angel ritual, not the absolute. That's the oh, you're right. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, back on point. Uh, it was already like a little bit of a strain to build the deck that way. And you needed to run uh, Sephira and, and kind of switch stuff up. And at this point, you're just significantly hampering it. That does, of course, point to just how OP it was when it first came out, <laughs> that you yeah. had no restrictions and that deck was just clearly problematic. Um, but it would be interesting to see if we definitely get some, or if we get some new stuff, it would be uh, definitely interesting to see how the deck uh, shakes out and if there's some cool new stuff we can play with. I enjoyed the deck um, kind of building and playing with it. It was a fun thing to play with, but very unfun to play against. So uh, I don't know. Mixed feelings on that one, but generally okay with it because I haven't played it for a long time. Yeah, I think we could put it away for now until new stuff comes. Like anyone, I did play it last month, I believe. Hmm. Pulse Mines is limited to two. No machines are doing amazing with Gearjas being the best one there is right now. Um, you're going to run as many of these as you could. So two is the limit, and you can't run an Econ anymore, so that's the main thing. Yeah. I was wondering if perhaps... The, so, uh, again, I'm always thinking of these things more of like a, a game balance sense uh, instead of like what's possibly coming or, or whatever, because I don't know the the potential pool of cards very well. But uh, I was thinking that maybe they were thinking one of the stronger skills after they do all of this would be the Ancient Geared skill. And so this yeah. is kind of all this plus the Cyber Angels was making me think that they were kind of trying to preemptively balance stuff that they think might become a problem. Right, right. And Destiny Hero Celestial... Is limited to two. Um, it's their best card, best draw engine. I think it'll weaken them a little, but they'll still be pretty viable. I think it's just it's not enough. Like if you limit it to one, it's gonna kill them. But I think two still plenty because they still have plenty of different uh, destiny heroes to use. Yeah, yeah. I think the deck can definitely still be built um, with it, or with it limited to two. But it'll be a little bit weaker. It also loses restart and uh econ so it's definitely taking a hit but it was kind of uh on pace to be one of the stronger maybe top decks uh after other decks were kind of nerfed into the ground because it was already one of the top decks so i think this might just be another one of those like just a little bit of a touch to make sure things don't we don't make things worse by making these balance changes right and a card is coming off the semi-limit list, and that's Red Eye Spirit. I'm not sure Red Eye Spirit is is going to be good. I mean, Red Eye Zombie is going to be good, but you know it opens up more Red Eye cards down the line. Yeah, and I also love this uh, precedent where they're saying, you know, uh, they and they told us from the get-go things are going to go on and off of the uh, Forbidden Restricted list. Uh, a lot of times these types of changes feel like a, a one-way ratchet where you just kind of add and add and add onto the list and you never take things off of it. So it's fun to see that they're already considering and already doing that option where they say, hey, this deck is uh, hasn't seen play since we made the change. So the change 
kind of killed it a little. I mean, it did see a little play right after, but hasn't seen play in a while, and we don't think it's going to be abusive now, so we're going to give it another chance to live. And yep. I really like that. Yeah. So that's enough for the changes there, and we're going to talk about three sets of new cards. The first one is Spellbound, Spellbound Silence, the EAX structured deck. And um, we knew it was coming based on data mines on Monday, but then it came later in the week. And I go into the shop, and then there's no option to buy it with gems. I was shocked. And the first box you can buy for $4 and $7 each one after. And I'm going to say something important here. It, I, I'm going to bring up $18 a lot, but I've learned that economies of scale are different in other countries, and $18 in America is not the same as another country like Brazil, for example, where this is a lot more costly. <laughs> yeah, you sent me something that, um, you know, this, I forget the example. It's, so from, like this it's from the subreddit. Co- <laughs> yeah, this costs more than, you know, uh, gas, whatever. Yeah, having, yeah, getting gas in your car, or paying a, a month of utilities or whatever. And so when you think about that, then it's just truly absurd. Um, my problem is that it's just kind of like counter the whole um, free-to-play model. And um, it, yeah, like you said, it violates the whole promise of free-to-play. And especially when it's... So, first of all, my take on free-to-play is that you should never lock content behind paywalls. Essential content, yeah. Yeah, there should always be a way to right right yeah sorry uh the distinction that i was trying to make is content versus uh just deprivation yeah Yeah. yeah. um so i guess you should never hide gameplay behind uh paywalls that's what i meant and um this is definitely an example of them doing that and you can make things like skins and whatever behind paywalls and that's fine but it's hard to claim that your de- your uh, game is free to play when it's like, okay, you can't actually play this part of the game for free. And making it... We already have issues in this game where the game's already kind of pricey. And so it's not like the most free-to-play friendly. But that's like a different type of complaint, in my mind, than you told us this game was free to play and now it's actually not if you want to play this specific deck. And um, $4 for the one purchase for me, $18 total, it's obviously not going to like break the bank or anything. Uh, it is more than I wanted to spend on this game and more yeah. than I probably will spend on this game, but, uh, or, you know, right now. <laughs> but it is, it's not like about the amount um, for me. It's not about... Um, paying any money in the game i do pay money on the game uh we we love our patreon supporter and and if anyone else wants to jump on patreon support we would we would very much love to put more into this game and and give more like you know content on these new decks and whatever um but it's just this whole like bait and switch that really rubs a lot of players including myself the wrong way yeah and we have seen precursors of this, the Masked Hero deck did require payment to get the second and third builds, which you need for uh, the Vision Hero Vions, for example. 
Um, but it was definitely more value for the money. And um, it, it could be... Konami has done this with another game, I think Metal Gear Survive, where you have to pay for save slots, which is kind of ridiculous. It's not on the same scale. It's more ridiculous than this situation. But definitely the precedent of uh, violating what every game, every popular money-making game now does not do. Um, so, yeah, it's not about the $18. It's just about the concept of we can't really run these three Silent Magician spellbook decks, and we can't talk about them because we can't pay for it. So, um, Yeah. And it's a... I don't know if it's something they're going to keep doing because it's the EX structure deck. So I'm not sure what that means. It could be... It's it's disturbing if it'll keep happening, but we don't know. Yeah, it is... Uh, I agree. It, it, I don't know exactly what it means. I imagine they've gotten a, a good amount of uh, outcry about it, so I don't know if they're going to do too much of this going forward. It seems like it might not have worked super well, but on the other hand, um, there's a lot of people who ended up buying it. Yeah, they, they, they showed have. off their prismatics online. Everyone did. Yeah, so it's like, you know, maybe it is worth it. it you know, if if people are saying that they're upset, but Konami's making money, then Konami's going to keep doing it. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is uh, a win or a loss for them. Uh, I hope that it didn't go super well because I don't like this present for the game. No. Um, yeah. That's what, that's what we have to say. We, this this is the type of thing that you could talk about for you could spend the whole day talking about this stuff, but we are generally not on board. <laughs> that's where we yeah. stand. Yeah, the the two second synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the cards the cards you're getting, uh, Silent Magician. This is just a one of in the deck, and this is not the same old Silent Magician. This is the new one with the better artwork, and. Um, Four star one thousand one thousand can't be normal summoned. You special summon it by tributing a spellcaster. Uh, gains five hundred attack for each card in your hand once per turn. When a spell is activated, you can negate it. If it's destroyed in battle, you can bring back a silent magician from your deck, which usually is the level eight thirty five hundred. So, and you're getting that as well. But we have echoes of silence, so we already got that card. So, yeah, that was another thing. Uh that was kind of the lesser point for me was the value where it sucks when you're spending this much money on essentially two cards because we already had some stuff but of course not everyone would already have some of the stuff in the deck so it's kind of that's a lesser it's it's more it's more worth it for the new player i guess yeah yeah it is but this is a really good card and it's immediately been in spell books so yeah yes and the other new card, Gold Sarcophagus, banish one spell card from your deck face up. During your second standby phase, after his card's activation, add that card to your hand. This is mostly for stuff like Exodia, I think. Farming? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely an Exodia card. Um, could, yeah, farming sounds good too. So it's one that is interesting to be in the game because it always means that there's a chance for like a combo thing to happen if you can live long enough to get the card. Um, but that seems like a pretty fair tutor to me. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm okay with it. And it's an interesting it card. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Tag Tournament Dual GX. We're going to talk about some of the new cards. Any any of the interactions you liked? 
of the tag duels? Um, well, the Arcana Yugi one that I posted was pretty funny. <laughs> the first uh, time I played against them, Arcana did nothing. He literally played no cards. It's oh, like he yeah. tagged the duel on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I didn't notice because I've just been auto dueling the whole time. I I just kind of like that was one that I saw, and I was like, "That's funny," given their their whole thing, and you know, the third, I like it. The, the third set of duels is all like awkward interactions, usually. Yeah. Like Pegasus and Kaiba. Yeah, it's funny. I did notice that too, where every single pair was like, I don't want to be your, your tag team. And they're like, you're in it to win it, or not, if you're Arcana. Um, Tristan is running a 30-card Unga Bunga deck. That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't remember what else, but this was a bit better than the other tag duel tournament, uh, where Kaiba didn't know what to do, so the... Yeah. The partner's a little better. Oh yeah, Mokuba gets the Trihorn Dragon out as his skill. And that card yeah. is very special to me. So Very um, special. It's my, it's my rarest card. My rarest paper <laughs> TCG card. Nice. Which was uh, Power Creep by Blue Eyes right away upon release. But yeah. it's my rarest card. <laughs> it's It was Power Creeped, but not really. It was just instantly beaten. Worse. <laughs> and I, I played it in every deck I had. Like... I didn't know how to build decks, and I was just like, oh, this is my rarest card. I'm going to use it, just like the anime. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> it was in the second... It was in, I bought two booster packs. Those were the first I ever bought, and it was in the second one. <laughs> like, my rarest cards ever were my first packs. Nice. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, I never played it. Um, I do like that the computer, like tag friend or whatever uh is significantly better now it seems i've just been auto dueling the whole event yeah 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 and uh and have been winning almost every time so that tells me that you know we're doing fine we're getting free giant dragons and stuff like i'm cool with it yep new cards prime material dragon you are six star 2400 2000 any effect that will inflict damage to a player that increases their life points increases their life points instead um during our player's turn when a card or effect is activated that will destroy a monster in the field you can send one card from your hand to the graveyard and negate the activation and if you do destroy it mostly this is just an anti-burn card and it's decent if you can get like a monarch thing where you could get this guy out on the first turn not the worst card yeah, it's okay. Elemental Hero, Shining Wingman. Not much to say about this card. Um, you fuse Flame Wingman, which is already a fusion, and Sparkman. Gains 300 attack for each Elemental Hero in the graveyard, so it's going to be 6. It's going to be a 3100-2100 fusion. Inflicts damage equal to the monster's attack points when, it's when it destroys a monster. It's, I mean, it's too much setup, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Evil Swarm O Lantern, four star, sixteen fifty, twelve fifty. You can tribute this card, then target one face up monster your opponent controls and destroy it. It's kinda like uh flying fish, where if you keep bringing it back, it you can control stuff on the board, but the limitation is it has to be a face up monster. Mm, yeah. Searchlight Man. It's not a good card. Um, I can't find it, but 
it's basically your opponent, when it flips, your opponent can't set stuff for the rest of the turn. And there's no main phase two, so it's kind of useless. Yeah. And Rallus the Starbird. This card gains attack equal to the level of the monster it battles by 200. When it battles a four star, it's a 1600, so literally unplayable. <laughs> yep. That's where I am with that. Yeah, um, so I've just yeah. been using it to... I, like, I'm not super interested in these specific cards, and none of them, like, call out to me as being incredibly good, so... I, uh, I'm just doing it to get gold, or not gold, God, I keep saying gems. gold, gems, the thing that actually matters, um, and EX jewels, I guess, and stuff. I'm, I'm nearly done getting everything already, so it's going all yeah, right. I think, I'm, I think I'm done. I'm just doing it for the extra stuff. Yeah, so that's, you know, it's nice to get free stuff. Yeah. Um, PSA, if you want to, you can actually control your partner um you can take over and then you get to play with cards that we don't have like negate attack and probably some other ones too trihorn dragon <laughs> and trihorn dragon yeah yeah uh, and, and yeah go ahead oh sorry i was gonna say and just to do that what you do is you just kind of click on their uh, the partner's name tag there and then there's an option that says dual manually and you can turn it on if you want it's where you see the deck list right i think yeah. Yeah. Kind of in the bottom right corner. And there are three new trader cards. First trader update in a really long time. Cypher Soldier, formerly formerly known as Kinetic Soldier. 1350, 1800 machine. If this card battles a warrior, during damage calculation it gains 2000 attack and defense. So it just makes you hit harder against things like Amazon. It still take more damage, but it doesn't get around effect destruction or banish. Yeah, or and it could also be bad for you if they're like if they run swordswoman. a swordswoman into it. <laughs> but I, it's one of those cards that's like kind of a sideboardy card, unless maybe you do like a DNA fusion or surgery thing. But it's a sideboard card that doesn't sufficiently hose the thing that you're sideboarding against for it to even be like worth the slot so i don't think this this card doesn't seem very good to me yeah debunk counter trap when a monster effect is activated in the hand or graveyard you can negate the activation and if you do banish it i think this would have been really good in our current meta because there's a lot of cards to counters like rose lovers sylvans uh destiny Hero celestial chaos hunter and Kribo. and baby tiger but yeah yeah, I mean, it's, like you said, probably a little stronger in this current meta um, than it's going to be in the upcoming meta, so it's not going to be the most relevant card. I don't I don't know if it would have seen play. Rose Lover is a very powerful one. The, all the other ones kind of seem like meh to me, but it might have been worth playing just to counter Rose Lovers, mostly to counter Rose Lovers. And Asleep at the Switch, Trap Card. When your opponent gains life points, target one monster your opponent controls and destroys it. Um, it's mostly like against air images, I guess. It's not. It's it's just a good card to have, but you're not probably not going to use it. Yeah. Do you see this card's artwork or no? Yes, I did. I looked it up. Do you know? Do you know, do you know what what's going on here? Uh, is there? If there's a story about it, why don't you tell us? I don't know. So there's a there's a dream clown with a hammer. And then there's a pot of greed. So what 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 happens after this? He he 
It's going to smash it. And what comes out of that? Two cards. <laughs> uh, shard, shard of, shard of yeah, yeah, there you go. That's a, that's the <laughs> story here. Okay. So he fell asleep, and then we got our Shard of Greed. Yep. Which is our playable, or not really playable, our uh, acceptable version of Pot of Greed for right. this game. Yep. All right. Should we talk about this last part, or it's up to you? <laughs> um, no, why don't we do it? Why don't we save it? So we got a challenge to do... Uh, deck building like we did last time where we did all um, ultra rares last time. This time it was to do all super rares. And um, we're already running a little bit long, so why don't we save that one for next week and we'll see if, uh, you know, we have time next week. We'll make it, we'll do it next week regardless. Might be long next week, but probably not. Yeah, I think there's just one event next week, so we might, we might be good. We'll see. Unless they throw, they throw a new box at us. Yeah, yeah, new box, new meta, something. I mean, you never know, but we'll we'll throw it in next time. Yep. Okay, so that is it. Thank you for everyone leaving comments on YouTube, submitting challenges, or otherwise interacting with us. It's been pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, it's nice to know that there's more than just like us talking to each other. I mean, we like talking to each other, but it's nice when you know that people are listening. And uh, we love getting uh, ideas for content from you guys, too. That's always a good time. Yep. So send us anything we're doing right, doing wrong, anything you want to hear, let us know. Um, let it, Listen and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Overcast, and YouTube. Check out the podcast and more at our website, thedualassessment.wordpress.com. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash the dual assessment. If you want to help us get cards or upgrade, <laughs> patreon.com slash dual underscore assessment. Uh, email, us, uh, email us with any questions, the dual assessment at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter, dual underscore assessment, me at Green Ranger CCG, deck tech at HS deck tech. That's right. Still didn't change mine. Yep. One, one day. One day, yep. All right, see you guys. See you guys next time.